Hello and welcome to this Champions edition of your Sports Memo podcast. My name is Calvin Emeka Onuka and this special this edition is dedicated to the Liverpool fans to come and gloat and blind and brag and just do anything and say anything they like. After all, um, the first title, the first league title in 30 years is not to be sniffed at. And they did not, they didn't crawl over the line. They basically obliterated everybody on their way to 99 points and the championship. This is for them. So we'll be having, I'll be having a few calls and then I'll also uh, have quite a number of voice notes to come in as you probably hear in the background and voice notes are dropping. So yeah, so stay with me as I take and allow the Liverpool fans to celebrate on your Sports Memo podcast this edition. Right, um, welcome back. So I am going to start um, with voice notes for this particular episode. Remember, this is the Champions episode of your Sports Memo podcast. What do I mean? You'll be listening to and taking voice notes and taking calls of Liverpool fans from as far across the world as they come in. Um, we'll start with we'll start with this one. Tosin Holmes from Lagos here, yeah, and it's great to be on the Sports Memo and uh, the Champions Edition to be precise. I've waited so long to say that. Um, good one for Liverpool as we won the title for the first time in 30 years and um, quite undescribable feeling, you can't describe the emotions, it's been a long time coming, first time to see Liverpool lift the trophy in my lifetime, you know, had to, the banter's finally ended, nobody's going to be able to say, ah, he's not won the Premier League title and, and all of that. Um, as far as the play of the season is concerned, there are lots of candidates, you talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold as well as, as um, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Vajovan Dai, Alison Becker, Fabinho. But for me, I think, you know, I'd go with Trent Alexander-Arnold, player of the season for me. Um, a lot of people will talk about how Sadio Mane has been great for the team, but I think Trent Alexander-Arnold has, has been keeping the team ticking, scored some very important goals as well, um, goals that really took the sting off and, and, and helped the team. And I think um, one game that actually played an important role this season Ironically, Trent Alexander-Arnold also had a part to play in it. It was the game against Leicester, the 4-0 victory. It was that day I pretty much felt okay. I think the title is coming to Anfield this season. It was ruthless. They were coming off the FIFA Club World Cup. I'd already looked at it and said, no, these guys are going to be jet-lagged and everything. We played you know, effortless and seamless football. It was probably the best performance of the season. And I think for me, that was the performance. That was the game that I felt and said, I think Liverpool are going to go all the way this season. And also, the also next season, you know, it's all about dominance now. The question is, can they go ahead and do it again? Can they repeat the feat? Um, maybe not win the league title, but, you know, it's, it's good to, to, to win the league title again. I'd be very glad if we could do it back-to-back. You know, a lot of people have said it's of no use if we don't do it back-to-back. We couldn't break all the records this season. So I think the best way to compensate for that is to win it back-to-back no matter what. And one of the ways to do it is by, you know, probably making it a little bit more predictable. And that's one of the things Klopp is doing with the, with the upfall signing of Thiago who's bought in Simikas as a substitute for, for Robertson. I, I really just think that it's going to be better next season with the signings and everything. 
that we're seeing right now. You will never. That was Tosi Holmes from Lagos, uh, Nigeria. From Tosi, we go to Oinaimi Ponyama. I think is also from Nigeria. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Thank you, Sports Memo, for this opportunity. My player of the season for Liverpool, you know, we have, um, we could have gone for Van Dijk because, you know, he's been our rock at the back. He has made us tick behind. Uh, we're no longer scared of attackers, lumping balls in. Could have gone for Henderson. His leadership on and off the pitch. When he's not there, you 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 miss him. But I'll just go for Sadio Mane. There have been games where maybe we were not firing on all cylinders, and maybe we've considered we needed someone with a little bit of magic to open the game. Sadio Mane is the man for that. Then um, I would go for game of the season: Aston Villa Liverpool 2-1. We were behind for so long, and then. The quick turnover of events in that game. I remember the joy I felt, and also remember the despair from rival fans because they believed, you know, the game was lost or we would have gotten a draw. But no, we pushed hard and we got the win. Feeling when the title was won, it was emotional for me. You know, so many things were running through my head. The period of looking for places to watch Liverpool match. And then see us winning the league for the first time in 30 years. It was it was it, it, it was a thing of joy. It's not something I'm ever going to forget. Feelings for next season. Those for next season. Um, I want us to either dominate England, you know, do well in the Champions League, but dominate England by winning the three competitions, as retaining the league, win the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, or win the league and Champions League. That's my expectations for next season. Thank you. Good morning, Damien here. Um, my player of the season, Sadio Mane, for me though. Even though um, Henderson is a worthy winner, because we, we struggled a lot when he didn't play. But Mane, just something different this season. Carried the team on his back and um, sometimes just did it on his own. And, it's gone from strength to strength, but but this season just something different, special, exceptional footballer. Uh, so money for me, my my player of the season, game of the season, uh, Leicester away, just just back from the World Club Championship in Qatar and straight to Leicester in what was supposed to be a difficult away trip, and then. Uh, they just absolutely replaced our part. And from then, I believe that it was our season, and they never looked back until the title was done. It was just brilliant that game. So Leicester away is game of the season for me, and the feeling when the title was won. I really can't describe how, how I felt when the title was won. Uh, I can put it into words. You know, 30 years without a title. And I have seen Liverpool win trophies, but no feeling come close to this one. It was different, something 
special, very, very special. Uh, after that horrible heartbreak in 2014, I said to myself that only a title will heal me from, from, from that heartbreak and finally I found closure with this league title and then I'm really really grateful to club and the entire squad that I'll forever be grateful to them. Hope for next season uh, the league and Champions League double that's my hope and I believe this squad I trust them so I think we'll just do the double next season that is my hope thank you so from Damien's voice note I would go to um, Kelly Woods who is in Essex in the United Kingdom welcome to your sports memo podcast Kelly hello it's nice to be here right (laughs) Um, after 30 years, Liverpool win the Premier League. Um, can you tell me exactly how you felt when this title was finally sealed? Oh, when it was finally sealed, it yes. was a relief. Oh, um, relief! <laughs> it was just... I, oh, I was watching, just watching the, the news, Sky Sports News, and just mm. waiting for that extra time and... Oh, I, I couldn't watch it. It was, it was, like, I, I, it was more of the fact that I can't believe this is actually happening after all the seasons where we got so close, and then when the season had shut down, we thought, oh, we've missed it again. And but now it's, it's, it's I, 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 I couldn't stop smiling for days. <laughs> do, do you know what? Did you fear? Did you fear that the league was going to be cancelled? Yes. Yes. I did. Oh, I thought that we were going to win it on default and there'd be an asterisk against our name and that's all it will ever be. We only won it because of this. <laughs> I would have loved that. But carry on. <laughs> so, um, what, if you if you can, do you, who, who would you choose as um, Liverpool's uh, best player this season? Oh, Henderson, hand down. Yeah? Henderson, yeah, I, I, and to, to be, I've never thought I'd ever say that because when we first bought Henderson, mm. I thought that he had some dirty pictures of Kenny Dalglish. <laughs> I reckon that was the reason why he was playing. I wasn't, I was not a fan of him to start with, but he's just grown with the team and he's brought the team together. And this year, the past couple of seasons, he deserves more credit than he gets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was there was there one particular match that uh, stood out for you in this amazing ninety nine points accumulated season? Um, I wouldn't say there was a particular match. I think the matches where because every match was you was always sitting on on the edge of your seat because they never made it easy. Mm-hmm. It was always last minute goals and. Um, but I would say it was the matches like the, the one against Tottenham um, when I thought that was it now we've lost the flow just before it was just before Christmas and I couldn't watch but the best matches I, I think the ones I remember are the ones where we almost lost or did lose rather than the ones we won because that was because I thought yeah we've won and that's it but <laughs> wow 
Yeah, I think I'm quite glad for the Corona break, actually. Really? <laughs> After the Watford defeat. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that's it now, we've thrown it away again. <laughs> so you had, fla- you had flashes of 2014? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I, 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 I want to forget that day. <laughs> right, okay. For you, what would be, what would you consider best for next season? Is it to retain the league? Or like Damien said in the last voice note I heard, is it to retain the league or to win the league plus the Champions League? What would you think? Um, I always want to win everything. Um, but really? to win the league was something we haven't done in a while, so that was the goal. Now I'd like us to win. I'd like us to win everything. I'd like us to play every game like we want to win. I don't want the um, the FA Cup games being the small games anymore. I want mm-hmm. him to put that best team out every single time. I know we've got to give young players a, a start, but when we're winning three 0 up, yeah, then change the team around a bit. But don't start with the bad team and bring the best players on. Like really annoys me. So, I, I reckon it should be win every game like it's the, the only game we've got to win anything. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we should be doing now. So, Kelly wants everything next season. Everything. You're not, you're not greedy. <laughs> we still need to get better. I'm not saying we're the best. Because mm. if we think we're the best, we're just going to go downhill. We need to keep improving because people are going to start catching us up. <laughs> and I think Klopp's the best manager we've got, but even he can still learn a few things. Mm. Like what? What would you like him to learn? Um, with Klopp, the infuriating thing I have with him is when we are nil-nil at half-time or we're losing and he still waits till the 60th, 70th minute to bring on a substitute. Right. That annoys <laughs> me, especially when we had the five substitutes and he was, he was still refusing to bring people on to change the game up. That, I think he should think more about making changes a bit earlier rather than the last-minute wins. Okay. Listen, Kelly, thank you for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. It was lovely to speak to you. <laughs> so, from Kelly Woods in Essex, I jump well over across the ocean to Barbados where I have Kenneth Onyekwe on the line. Kenneth, welcome once again to your Sports Memo podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Right, Kenneth. Finally, after 30 years, Liverpool are champions. What was your overriding emotion um, when you finally crossed the line? I, I, I put it in, as one word, elation. You know, um, you know, elation and, you know, and an end to the banter because I definitely felt that we should have won the title in 0809 and also in uh, 2013-14 and 2018-19. So it's just elation. It wasn't uh, anything like um, super happiness. I thought 08-09 would have been the best year because uh, we did a really, really good job of challenging Manchester United with a, with one of our best squads in the, you know, 20 years or in the 20 or in the 18 years after we won the premiership in uh, the, the the league in 1990. So it was pretty much a because we we sort of stumbled at the very end. I wouldn't say it wasn't it was due to lack of skill or due to lack of um, having a great team, but perhaps um, ill luck 
and perhaps of course in 0809 Rafa's um, what would you call it um, cautious tactics because you know I still remember that season it was one of March 14, 2009 Manchester mm. United won Liverpool 4 mm-hmm. that was meant to be our crowning glory you know we at Manchester United go ahead and win the league but while we were drawing games while Rafa was being you know uh, cautious with games, Manchester were going around and picking up three points from their former players. So, yes, elation that we finally crossed the. And I, I think you know, you know, looking at it now, mm. uh, from when you look at it from what um, Sir Alex Ferguson said, he really did knock us off our perch because uh, when I look at it now since 1990 and I look at the the, the, the history since 1990. We did very poorly with investing in the team while others went beyond us, passed and beyond us uh, after those years. So um, we deserve to be knocked off our perch. And, you know, we've now started investing correctly and with the right management. And we're back on our perch. Um, I would um, <clears throat> I would go past, leave all of that about that 2008. Um, um, league season which in this past season what match what particular game if any um, stood out for you or a game that made you realize that yes I think we can do this this season the, the, the match the, the match it, it, to me is very very clear it was the Leicester game after we came back from um, the World Club Cup I believe this was late in December mm-hmm. but I bought my ticket to come to the United Kingdom on May 15th, 2020, I bought my ticket to come to the United Kingdom the game after uh, Manchester United. Again, I think it was March 19th of January 2020. Mm-hmm. I bought my ticket after that because I was already thinking we're, we're going to win the league. You know, I'm good with you know, predicting the, uh, the day we won the league. So I, I bought my ticket on that day, but it was the Leicester game because we, we had a, a bit of everyone was felt a bit apprehensive coming back from Qatar mm-hmm. and having to go back into league mode and you know uh, keep Leicester then when you know very good form and people were saying that they were possible they were possible contenders for a league so you know we we're feeling that perhaps this might be a possible banana skin but that empathic 4-0 win, it was a brilliant game, you know, with Trent scoring um, a goal and I believe, and two assists. Yes. And I thought it was all, it was over. Which, for you, um, which Liverpool player, if you were the one giving out um, the end of season accolades, who was, for you, Liverpool's best player in the season? But I mean, there's, there's, I, I mean there's, there's, to me, there's a difference between the best player of the season and player of the season. Because when I talk of best player, I'm talking about the best playing staff that you have. But player of the season, player of the season. Know, I, 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 I woke up this morning and I, you know, someone sent me a message that Kevin De Bruyne was declared, was you know, given the Premier League player of the season. I, 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 I believe that. You know, but when it comes to choosing the player of the season, I, I, I believe the Football Writers Association did the right job. For me, you know, I could easily say any of my favorite Liverpool players, but for me, <clears throat> for being that that glue, for being that um, force on and off the pitch, mm. Jordan Henderson is my player of the season. 
Jordan Henderson. Okay. Uh, all, all right. Finally, that the thirty-year the thirty-year thirty jinx is the thirty-year jinx is over, right? Okay. What would be what would what is your expectations for the twenty twenty-one season? Well, I, you know me. I'm I'm someone that believes you know in trophies. It's not just the Premier League. I know you know my wife was telling me today. Oh, you went to the Premier League, but hey. In that period, Manchester United won only two Champions League, so did Liverpool. So, for me, it's trophies. I want to see continuity. What the fans expect is to see more trophies. I'd like to see Liverpool at the FA Cup. I like the FA Cup. You know, mm -hmm. I enjoyed that 2001 win over Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Immensely. And I enjoyed that 2006 win over West Ham. So, I, I want to see trophies. I want to see Liverpool go out there. We've competed, you know, with um, weekend teams for the... Um, League Cup and you know come close I want to see Liverpool go back out there and win trophies I do know that the most um, difficult aspect of not just winning the league is also perhaps doing you know what Manchester United did uh, very well during their peak period mm. which is to retain to defend the league title mm. I'd like to see us really really give it a, a big heave hole you know, I know, you know, people were, after they banter, although we had won the league, they were still banter that won after 30 years. And when the trophy was lifted, they said, oh, we make 100 points. Uh, a couple of years ago, I set Liverpool a lofty target of, you know, getting 100 points. And I'd like to see us push, let that be the motivation for the team, you know, push for that 100 points. And perhaps, you know, see who would perhaps uh, attempt to better that standard. And if we can get a hundred points, let's win the league. Let's show that consistency that we've shown for the past couple of seasons. 97, 99, let's make it a hundred. That's true. 97 and 99. Yeah, you, you've done well. Do you not, do you not, so finally, and briefly, do you, do you fear that given the intensity of these previous two seasons that gave you these 97 and 99 points, do you fear that, um, there's a possibility that um, in the third year there could be a drop off. Of course, which is why you need to um, put bring in fresh uh, players into the team. Um, we've done well getting customers to meet us. You need to bring in fresh players. You need to bring in fresh competition. You need to. I mean, no matter what, if no matter if I I feel that Liverpool needs a new forward, a new forward to challenge the. Uh, the established front three. Mm -hmm. I feel that Liverpool, I know there's quite a lot of speculation about Thiago and, and people are not sure if we're going for Thiago or not. Mm -hmm. I feel Liverpool needs a player of that calibre who is hungry, who wants a new challenge, who has won it all to come in and add fresh insight and fresh innovation to the team. Uh, and also, you know, I fear that you know players are just not be as sharp as they were now that they finally surmounted the peak mm. and so in, in, in you know uh i recall that i don't think club won back-to-back -back league titles with dortmund he did i believe he won it one season no, did he he? Did. yeah he did back to back 12 and uh, okay. uh, 11 and 12 i think or was it 12 okay. and 13 so no, he, 11 and 12. if yes. he did that means okay so if he did that means he has the the tools to perhaps um get the boys we focus to do it again. So 
uh, I definitely believe that we need to uh, freshen up the sport and of course set new challenges and new targets for ourselves to be able to uh, it's going to be a very tough season again we know that uh, Manchester City they are going to spend another 1 billion to try and um, pursue the league title again so uh, let's make it happen let's enjoy it I, I think enjoying it is very important because we really as fans we really enjoyed the, the title pursuit and I, I feel if, we, if the team enjoys the challenge they will really give it their, their best Okay. Thank you very much, Kenneth. I'm so sorry for having to wake you up uh, in Barbados at this time, but thank you for uh, being a part of the Champions episode of your Sports Normal podcast. Thank you. From Kenneth Onyekwe in Barbados, I would go back down to Lagos, Nigeria, to another friend of the house who has been on your Sports Normal podcast uh, a few times. Is Akidaoju. He's been a Liverpool fan. And um, unlike many others, it was there when they were in their pump in the 80s. And um, um, I'm sure he celebrated this win. Um, Again, welcome to your Spot podcast, the Champions episode. Thank you, America. Right. So, when did it hit you? Which game was it that struck you that made you realize, okay, I think we can do it this season? Oh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um... I think I think the city game was important. That was in the late 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 autumn, early 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 winter. Was that November? Late November, I think. Sometime. Yeah, I think something like I that. I think that was an important game. Yes, I think that was an important game. In fact, two games: the Villa game the week before. I believe we played Villa at Villa Park the week before the mm. city game, and we were behind. For the entire for three quarters of the match, um, uh, then we equalised. Five minutes to go, um, a left-footed cross from the right by Mani, perfect cross for um, an on-rushing um, Andrew Robertson at the far post. Brilliant cross, brilliant header, and he was like, "Okay, one-one, we're not going to lose here." And then you know, Mani is going from a corner. I think Alexander Arnold's corner mm. right at the death to steal a win when five minutes earlier we're contemplating defeat. That was important because it was it was the continuation of a pattern of late winners and you know pulling out results when it had looked dubious, which we had even from the Leicester game a week or two before. And then to follow that up by beating City at Anfield in a very tough game where City created lots of chances and where they, you know, and played well. But to win that game and to create a significant gap at the time, I forget how many points. Mm. I, I thought that was very important if we were going to be champions. And once we had come out of that weekend with a win and a bigger lead, I felt very confident. But the confirmation arrived, as most Liverpool fans will tell you, mm. um, with the game against um, United at Anfield. Uh, winning that 2 0 in January, I think it was. Yeah, it was January. Um, you know, that, yeah, that's when I think the fan base now felt confident. And for the first time, at the end of the game, they were thinking, and now you're going to believe us, now you're going to believe us. We're going to win the league. I think that was, that was sort of the cherry on top. But I think beating City some five, six weeks prior to that 
um, was a critical point in the season. That encouraged them to give up, and they did give up. You, you, you are a, um, you're a veteran of many championship um, winning campaigns of, um, like I said in the introduction. What, what, what was it? Or what is it about this present side that if if you were to uh, I hate I hate comparisons, but what what is it about this present side that you really do uh, like? What 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 about them gives you pleasure when you think about it and then when you watch them playing? The mentality, our club talks about it a lot, but it's very important. There are strong personalities. There's a lot of leadership on the field. It's very important. It's very important. The, um, you see lots of fighter teams that don't have leadership. Um, and as a result, struggle to achieve much. Um, amongst the players, character. This team has it in spades. Mm. The great Liverpool team of the 80s that I grew up watching had it in spades. I mean, Phil Thompson was the captain and effectively, he was usurped by Graham Souness. Um, because not so much that there was a coup, but Sunes was obviously a natural captain. And his claims were undeniable after a while. Mm. And then they had to take the captaincy off Thompson to give it to Sunes. But over and above that, Kenny Dalglish was the leader. Um, Alan Hansen organized the defense, yeah. led the defense. You know, Ray Clements was the, was the leader. The team was full of characters, full of personalities, full of leadership. Same with this team. Um, Van Dijk is a leader. It's his greatest attribute. He may be a great defender. He's very quick, even though he hates to run. Um, he's super in the air. He reads the game well. Yeah. Um, his, his distribution out of the back is phenomenal. Mm. But passing is terrific. Long passing is terrific. But the main thing he brought was leadership and organization to a back line that didn't have it. And that leadership is very important. Um, you go to midfield, Henderson's a leader. Um, he's a character, he's a personality. He pushes, he won't accept um, failure. Milner is a leader when he's on the field. Mm. Mane fights like hell all the way and won't, you know, has that dogged determination. He leads in a way. Fabinho. So all these people are strong characters. The spine of the team is good. And it's as much personality as technical ability. And they, they are very, um, don't get me wrong, they're very talented players. Mm. They're technically very good players. But that character is the line I, I would draw to the Liverpool teams of York. That strong mentality. It takes a lot to to lose out on a league title like they did last year, having done literally nothing wrong. Yeah. Really. Uh, how many more points than 97 can you get? Really. Um, and to to win the Champions League was important because otherwise a fantastic season would have gone to waste. And then to build on that to start at the relentless pace that they started this year and just obliterate the competition. That that is in the head, that is mental. And they have that in spades. Right. Um it's a good thing you've got up last season, the twenty nineteen season. Uh, Liverpool made ninety seven points and in winning the title they've done ninety nine points. In fact, if you stretch it a little bit further back, in 2018, they made the Champions League final. So they've got, they've had they've had three absolutely fantastic seasons, really, when you think about it. 
do you do you worry that um, at some point that there could be a a drop off? Yeah, well, I mean that's the, they're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's inevitable that it is difficult to sustain the intensity and the standards um, that they've that they've had in the past three or three or four, three seasons or so. Mm. Um, I think the last two seasons have been particularly tough. I think 2017-18, when they were the final of the Champions League, they they let up in the league to achieve that. Yeah. The only reason they got 75 points in the league that season was because they were they were going deep in the Champions League. Um, without that, they would have ended up, they would probably have ended up second that season, in my view. They were only six points off United. They had more than enough to do it that year. But they left up in the champ- in the league. So, you know, the team couldn't handle that pressure. It's only in the last two years that they've really been going flat out all the time. Mm. And I think that's it. That does take it off. And it will be, it's to be tough. As I talked about their mentality being so strong and so good, it will be interesting to see how strong and how good it is and how long they can sustain it for. I think refreshing would be good. Yeah. I think a couple of new players will be good to help keep that ticking over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could see a drop off. It's difficult to sustain this 90 points a season business yeah. for very long. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. The intensity will be The intensity will be play also. It's what? The intensity with which they play also, it's difficult to sustain that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but they've been pretty fit so far. Mm. And you see, I think the intensity is overstated, especially in the last two years. In the last two years, they've learned to manage the games much better. Okay. That's why they've had fewer injuries. They are not as intense. The intensity, they turn on and off. Because now, they can rely on their back four, and they can rely on the goalkeeper. They can rely on the goalkeeper not to concede silly goals. Mm. And so, at times in games, they take breathers. You see it. And they absorb a little pressure. And Van Dyke and Alisson are key here, right? Mm. Because of their influence and their leadership at the back. And they rest. These guys take breathers. So, I'm not sure. I think the intensity, the Gegen press and all that, I think it's true. But it's not a constant feature now. They, they, they can play it either way. And it depends on what, what they are playing and what they have to do. Uh, people are sitting back and looking to them to come on to them mm. a bit more. Um, so they are playing differently now. So I, I don't think the physical intensity is any more than, say, you know, most other teams, maybe City certainly, mm. have to put up. Well, I think we have been a bit lucky with injuries. Um, maybe maybe that might change, you wonder. So you need depth. I would say one or two additions would be good. Having said that, Alison missed, what, a dozen games last year? He did, actually. And the team, yeah, in the league, the team didn't, miss, they didn't really miss a bit. I think it cost us in the Champions League, but that's football, it's a cup competition, that happens. So yeah, yeah, of course, you worry. The important thing, though, is in their birth of of excellence, they won a Champions League. They and won they stuff, lead. yes. And all this club World Cup and all these things, all good as well. Mm. That one too is okay. 
Yeah, well, let's hold that and let's see what happens from here. Right. Um. Fi finally, hey, hey, how, what, how do I put it? Um, you you experienced Bob Paisley. You experienced Kenny Dalglish's mm. um, two title mm. or was it three title winning teams, mm. 86, 88, and 90. Mm. What what, mm. what does what does club um, represent to you when you remember this mm. city or the greats? Club mm. club actually and people have said this a lot, so it's not an original thought by any means. Club is actually a throwback to Shankly, much more so than Dalglish or Paisley. All right. Um, but as a personality, yeah, he is he is almost Bill Shankly reincarnated in the. In you know, in Germany, is is the charisma, the motivational powers, um, the the feel for people, the almost messianic um, rhetoric yeah. that surrounds him. Um, his politics, even, is something of a socialist. All this, this is chunky. That says that it's not just football. That this guy is a guy who has a deal for the fans and for the people, and who is like them, and he's somehow one of them. If that makes him very different from Paisley, who was um, a brilliant coach and tactician and uh, somebody who knew players very well, but wasn't a personality off the field. Um, or Dalglish, who was taciturn and very sort of introverted mm. um, in a sense, and was very much a football man. Klopp uh, is a is a larger than life figure, not just a football man. So, for me, I I I I I mean, uh, I'm I'm not old enough to remember Shankly, but he must have been something like what Klopp is um, for the fan base. Um, he he always seems to say the right thing somehow. I don't know how he managed <laughs> yeah. about almost any topic. Mm. It's bizarre. It's uncanny. Almost all, and and sometimes saying the right thing is saying, I don't know anything about this and you really shouldn't be asking me, which is said quite a few times about things like COVID-19 and all that. Why are you asking me? I'm just a football coach type of thing. Very, very emotionally intelligent fellow. Mm -hmm. On the football side, much more adap adaptable than I think people give him credit for. I think he learns. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think he learns and he adjusts. And he's done that with this team. Over the past four or five years, he has learned and he has adjusted and he has tweaked and he has tinkered. And, you know, I think it's something he's constantly doing. I think he's a good tactician. But again, people talk about him as if he's just a motivator. He's a proper football man as well. Mm. Um, and he also has a strong team. He, he's empowered a very, very strong team. I, I think he he was he's just a perfect manager for Liverpool, really. There's no other way to describe it for the city for the mentality of the people who live there for what the club represents in a wider sense he's, he's just the right man the owners really locked out uh, <laughs> in, in, in hiring him <laughs> and the way they basically shoot Brendan, Brendan Rogers out of the door um, <laughs> on ceremonious in November of 2015 was probably the smartest thing they've done in their 10 years of owning the club Really. So yeah, I I think Klopp is I think Klopp is, I think Klopp is um, just just the man for the club, and it will be interesting to see now 
how much of a legacy he can build um, in terms of uh, backing up the last two seasons mm. and whether he can build it into some kind of success, successful era or epoch as opposed to um, you know breaking the 30 year dock he's wanting to break the dock mm-hmm. now the next target is 20 we have to overtake you lot so if we can do that then you know he's going to be up there with anybody right. in the Liverpool panel finally very briefly what would be your what would be a successful 2021 season for you retaining the title that's it that's it mm. retaining the title that 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 would constitute a successful 2020 2021 season oh. um i mean yeah there may be other things that may qualify as a, that will be qualified successes but absolute terms retaining the title this is liverpool this is the history of the club and this is what the club has done if you haven't done that then you haven't done anything really in in that to be in the conversation we're talking about great liverpool side mm-hmm. club in the conversation with the greatest liverpool manager you have to put it together and so for me that would be that would be what will constitute a successful season. Do you know what I just remembered now? I don't think Douglas didn't retain the title. He won three. No, he, he never did. He didn't he never retain. Did. That's so funny. I just remember that now. He did. Yeah, he never did. He won the double, which yes. was the first and only one Liverpool ever won. Wow. Um, but he never retained mm. the title. Really, really, to be fair to him, 1889, that was Liverpool's title. Hillsborough cost off that title. That's true. That Hillsborough cost off that title. Without Hillsborough, Liverpool win that title. Win another uh, double, actually. Under the, sorry? Win another double. Yeah, and win another double. That's the truth. But, you know, that's football. But yeah, technically, he never, he never, in reality, he never retained um, the title. He was managing decline. I think that's what that was doing, and he was managed. He managed it very well. This is this is to you know, it's so funny though. He could easily have won three doubles in eighty six, in eighty eight, and eighty nine. Easily, easily. <laughs> easily. Just, football you know, is a, football is a nonsense it, sport. It's it, 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 <laughs> easily. Every year we were up for the double. Every year. It just hit me now, right? Easily. I mean, in 90, if they hadn't lost to Crystal Palace in the semi final. Yeah, they were in the semi final of the club. Yeah. Ah. Even 90. Every year we were, the double was on every year. Mm. That's that's something. Listen, Aki, thank you. Thank you for being on your. Sports Mobile Podcast, the Champions Edition. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> From Aki Daudu, I would go to another voice note. Um, this voice note is also from, from Lagos, Nigeria. Hi there. My name is Ole Yusuf. I've been a lifelong supporter of Liverpool FC. Um, this season, player of the season for me, 
Jordan Anderson, not necessarily for footballing reasons, but for the way he he commanded the the, the rest of the team. Um, revelation of the season, of course, we've seen him for two seasons before now, but he's still the revelation in that team. The little boy Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, the key moments of the season for me that I knew, okay, this league is won was um, in at Anfield when we beat City 3-1. Um, okay, lowest moment of the season, guess what, it wasn't even the loss to Watford. We knew, I always knew that that loss was going to happen. The low moment of the season actually for me was the draw after, after the break to Burnley at Anfield. I thought, okay, this season they will win all games at home. So, from um, Kunle's voice note, I come back to London again where I've got um, arrogant Liverpool fan Clive Ido, who is um, he's, he's giving me some time, even though he's at a family lunch, and I'm really sorry to disturb him. Clive, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast, the Champions episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, Clive, um, after 30 years of um, frustration and hurt, how did it make you feel when this finally happened? Well, it's been a long time coming, but, you know, good things come to those who wait. You know, it's very cliche saying, but, you know, we done it in style. It's been a long time coming, like you said, but it's the right man at the helm. When Klopp was at the helm, he brought it home for us, but it's just a shame with all this COVID going on at the moment. We can't really celebrate it the way we should with the parade and stuff like that. Mm. But everyone knows we're the rightful champions, and we're going to kick off from here now. So, onwards and upwards. What what game, if you can remember, which what match stood out for you in this season? The match that made you think, yeah, I think we can win this league now. Well, I'm not saying it because I'm on the phone to you, but it has to be. I'm not, I'm not, I know you're going to agree with it. Anfield against Manchester United. 2-0. Oh, 2-1 was it? 2-0. Oh, that, that was the best game. Van Dijk header. And then was getting a bit nervy because I think Martial should have scored within, with 10 minutes to go. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, please don't throw this away. And then the last kick of the game, Alisson booted it up towards um, Salah, running on goal. And Alison's got more assists than Jesse Lingard, so <laughs> happy days. <laughs> I can't believe I allowed you to do this. Uh, yes. Um, okay. So that was the that was the game for you. In this in this campaign, which Liverpool player for you was um, absolutely crucial to this title being won? Like who was your MVP? Uh, well, that has to be Jordan, the skipper, Jordan Henderson. If you listen to his story, mm. the fact that when he came to the club, he had huge shoes to fill, Steven Gerrard, um, big price tag, coming from Sunderland at his age, there was a lot of pressure on him. Mm. And I think a couple of years later, they had an offer from Fulham and it was accepted and they said he can go. And he was like, oh, no, I want to stay and fight for my position. And that takes a lot of guts. Mm. And the way he showed leadership this season has just been, just been incredible, really. 
from because you need that that British spine. Even though you've got players like Salah, Mane, uh, Van Dijk, all foreign type of players, but you need that type of British spine. The way Salah's Ferguson done with the likes of Fletcher, uh, the O'Shea's, the Roy Keane's, and Henderson is of the same mold. So Henderson has to be the the player of the season. Without him, we mm. don't tick. Mm. Right. So what would be what would be a successful 2021 season from here on? 2020, I just want to see the same. Well, at the end of the day, the last two seasons, we've, we've been consistent. Mm-hmm. Consistently good. Whereas other teams haven't been consistent. Mm. We show up to the smaller team, we show up for the bigger teams. But I think next season, everyone's going to bring their A game. So we just need to step up. We need to make sure we're consistent again and get um, the state level head, stay grounded. And most importantly, I want to stay in all the competitions. All this resting players for the cup games and making sure we're fit for the Premier League, it's not good enough. All the successful sides, they won doubles, trebles and stuff like that. That's all. That's the aim for us next season, so we'll see how it goes. Alright. Listen, Clive, thank you for being on the Champions episode of your Sports Mobile podcast. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Champione, Champione. Oh, wow. So... From um, Clive Ido in London, I travel all the way to Ontario in Canada to speak to um, ACL Sports um, columnist and uh, a staunch, staunch Liverpool fan, Shola Egmujobi. Shola, thank you for coming on your Sports Memo podcast, the Champions Edition. Pleasure, my pleasure. You know, this is very hard for me the way I call this. The Champions Edition is quite <laughs> tough, but um, these things have to be done, right? Um, when did you? What game, if any? I, I think you must have written something like that, but I don't even remember again. What game um, made you believe that okay, we're breaking this thirty-year jinx? I, I think I have to go back to the, the previous season for that because. Oh. Um, yeah, well, that's when I actually started thinking, wow. I mean, it was a tight race last year. I mean, we could have won it last year, but City were obviously one point better and it was a really close race. But, you know, you end up, uh, the season goes on, you think, oh, gosh, if we don't make it this year, it's going to be tough to do this again. Mm-hmm. But on the day we played Barcelona at Anfield, that performance for me, I wasn't home to watch the game, so I came back, I, I played it back. Okay. Sat down. Sometimes you get more clarity when you watch games without the tension of, of live. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, I sat down and watched it back. And, you know, at the end, everybody was saying, you know, it's the power of Anfield, the crowd pushed them on. But it wasn't an emotional win. The guys just calmed down and played football. And at 1-0, they went rushed. They went panicking. Mm. And 2-0, sometimes you get to 2-0, 3-0, you think, oh, we have to get this done now. They never panicked. They just kept playing. And I mean, we had seen that from club teams, the clarity. Everybody just knew where they needed to be. They mm-hmm. just passed the ball calmly. And when the openings came, they took their chances. But what made it even more special was that was a game they played without Mohamed Salah, without Roberto Firmino, without Naby Keita, with uh, Andy Robertson going off uh, injured at halftime, with Milner sitting at left back. You know, people went with Anderson on injections for half the game. They just willed themselves, but they were so calm. 
it wouldn't have been surprising if there was uh, the first choice 11. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with all those guys missing, they still play that well against a team like Barcelona with Messi and all that. And, you know, everybody thought, OK, yeah, Liverpool can score, but Barcelona will surely score one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it just never happened. And that day I looked at the game, I thought, wow, what's whatever, what the job club is doing here, this is ridiculous. That these guys, you know, if they're lucky with injuries the next season, they'll mm-hmm. step it up. But for this season itself, I mean, no one could, no one could have predicted that, you know, they'll end up 18 points against Man City after what we saw from them last year. Mm. But when they when they came back from uh, the World Club Cup in December yep. and went to Leicester City, who were flying high at the time, they were second on the table. Yeah. And they put down a performance that was just. I don't think uh, I'm not. I don't know if Leicester even had one chance in that game. They were so domineering. They just put them to the sword so easily, and they were just all over them that night. For a team that had been travelled, that just come back from a trip from across the world, it was, it was just impressive to beat a second place team like that. So from that day, I figured, wow, unless something really has to go very badly for this not to be the year. Right. Those two games, uh, those two games just made it clear for me that uh, these guys were uh, were on a special run. You, as I was, <clears throat> because Akin Audu has already been on this on this uh, board, and as I asked him, I reminded him he just like you, uh, veterans of the of the Bob Paisley, Kenny Dalglish, um, all concrete teams. How, mm-hmm. how how does this very briefly, if you can? Do you do you sit down and think about this team, and um, mentally, not deliberately though, but just mentally start to um, compare and begin to wonder um, how much they are capable of achieving? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's uh, one one always does, that, but I think I think. Um... I have to say that there's a, there's a bit of bias because we're watching these guys now. Mm. And and Paisley and the Dalglish era was 30 years ago. Also, also like me, you grew up in Nigeria. We weren't watching live we weren't watching live English league every week. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of our education was Shoots magazine and Match magazine. And, yeah. You know, um, these guys were great to us because they won. Mm. And they always won and they did it consistently. It wasn't so much that we watched them play week in, week out. Whereas this team, we're watching every single week. We're watching every single thing they're doing. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the older teams we watched in retrospect, maybe we saw tapes, but we didn't watch them. It wasn't the same kind of scrutiny that we put these guys under. Okay. And so, so there's, there's going to be a bit of a bias in, in, compare, in comparison. Mm. But, uh, I mean, for the ones I've seen, at least for the past 25 years, we've been watching regular games yeah. I have I don't know I have, the only thing that I saw that that captured the imagination was like this was the John Barnes team in, in 87, 88 yeah. they were just yeah. a rampaging team for a couple of years there no one could touch them mm. of course they lost the odd cup final to Wimbledon but that that was a fantastic team as well but this guy there for two years now we've seen brilliance to follow 97 points with 99 points mm. I will talk about they didn't cut the points record but seriously 97 points, 99. I mean, this is a, so in essence, we're saying this team has got the the second and the fourth highest record of all time, and the only team that's beaten them was 100 points Man City, and the 98 point Man City, 
my Man City team that everybody says is the best of the. I mean, at least a year ago, everybody was saying we. I don't know. Two years ago, I think we never. Nobody's going to ever get close to these guys. Mm. And you know, to come that close to them, to beat them this year by 18 points, I don't know. These guys are right up there with the very best. The only thing that they haven't done now mm. is uh, have a three, four-year record. You know, yeah. but for the past two years, we've seen a two, at least two and a half years. Mm. We've seen a brilliant team to follow a second place, 97 points, with a, with a championship of 99 points. Mm. That's fantastic. No, okay. that's fine. If they add one more, if they add one, you can't take anything for granted in football, as we yes. know. But you know, if if they have another two-year run like they just did, mm. then we'll be talking like you know, we'll be talking the greatest uh, Liverpool team of all time. We won't go. In, we won't go. In, we won't talk about the greatest Premiership right now. You have to do it first. Yeah. Right. Um. What? Like, like you said, ninety-seven points um, in 2019, 99 last season. What? Because of, because of your because you're a different vintage of a Liverpool fan. What would represent um, success next season? Next season, mm. success will be one more, another title or another Champions League. That would be success. I mean, you know, like I always say, you can't take things for granted in football. Yeah. You, you, I mean, if they, if they do another 97 points and miss out on the title by one point, we would call them failures. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's always relative. It's always relative to what the other guys do. Absolutely. But you know, if, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, for me, if they if they win a title, if they win another title, clearly nobody will say, "Oh, you didn't do the double, so you failed." Yeah. If they win a title and, and win it to one point. It doesn't even matter. As of long course. as you do better than of the course. other guys, that's fine. You know, but another title, another championship cup. That's all. You know, but you know, we can qualify the others. If you finish second and you're two points behind another team that just refused to lose, then you know, you, it is what it is sometimes. But but that should that should be the aim, one of the big ones. Hmm. All right, listen. Um, so I thank you for being on the Champions um, edition of your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you so very much. I thought I was going to talk about Player of the Year. I am gone if you must. Yeah, that's another difficult one because what Liverpool did this year was clearly, I, like I've said a few times in Twitter, the last couple of days, my takeaway lesson for this last season really is teamwork is more important than anything else. Even if you have a star player, they still have to work as a team. Yeah. So with Bayern, Absolutely. But if I have to, I have to mention a lot of people. First, I'm going to mention Trent Alexander. You cannot mention a lot young. of people. You can't. <laughs> You gotta measure a lot of people. <laughs> You've got to choose one. Yeah, I will in the end. But let's give honourable mention. Trent for for everybody say yeah creativity. But beyond that, just just the determination and the drive. There were some games this season that you know Liverpool got over the hump because Trump because Trent just said listen we're not losing today. And you could see from the way he's chasing things around. West Ham we went down two one. This boy just started grabbing balls, putting things everywhere. Even the uh, Maston Villa game, Sadio Mane got the goal, but yeah. you could see Trent chasing things around. Second, Virgil van Dijk, we, yeah, we take his brilliance for, for granted now because he just does ridiculous things every day. He's just, so now we, it's normal to us now. So nobody is really appreciated him anymore, but he deserves a mention. Not least because for the second season in a row, he's played 38 out of 38 matches. He did, didn't he? No one wrote the other. Yeah. 
someone wrote the other day that uh, Virgil now does more walking during games. More walking around during games and a little bit of running, which probably explains it. So he knows when to go and when not to go. So, you know, if you're doing more walking than running, you're getting your rest. But <laughs> well, you need a bit of luck, you know. Injuries can happen to anyone. Yeah. So he's been fortunate, but, but again, ever regular. Let me finish. Then uh, Sadio Mane, who's the man for the big occasion, always scores when you need him to. And beyond that, his work on the defensive side is just exceptional. Mm. Running back, chasing back. I mean, big stars don't do that. Sadio is a big star by any standard. You know, but all those guys are brilliant. But I'm going to go with the flow and pick Jordan Henderson. And I'll tell you, I'll give you two reasons why. He didn't start the season particularly well. Mm. But when uh, Fabinho, who's a midfield, you know, anchor, mm. when Fabinho went down injured against uh, Napoli, end of November, yeah. and the December schedule, we looked at the first December schedule, December into January, everybody said, oh my goodness, Fabinho is going to be missing for two months. And everybody said, no, Liverpool is going to slip up for sure. And then with Jordan Anderson stepped back into the number six row, and for the next two months, he puts up some performances that, my goodness, he was just putting his stamp on games and just refused to, you know, refused to let the other teams out of their ass. And then it backed it up with some ridiculous passes. I look, I was always checking the uh, BBC website. Yeah. After every game, they pick a man of the match. I don't know who does it. I know it's not a, a fan vote, that's for sure. No, it's not. And for, I think there were eight matches or so between the end of December and end of January. I think they picked Anderson four times. Wow. He wasn't scoring goals, but, you know, it was just that you could just tell, you know, Anderson always had legs, stamina. Yeah, right? always. Just, yeah. This year, he just added a bit of confidence and then he knows where to be now. I mean, you know, if someone who can run all day, you know, teach him... He now learns when to run and where to run to. So he was just imposing himself on games and just doing, you know, it's what we call the dirty work. But the way Liverpool play, they press you so high mm. that you don't even, you can't call it defending. They just, before you start attacking, they drop you off the ball. And Anderson was a big part in that. Until he got injured at the end of February, he was, uh, he was playing some beautiful football. I mean, there are other people, but, you know, this, this for a player that's on song and often underappreciated, I think he deserves to be player of the year this year. So he was he's also your player of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Shola. Thank you so very much. Thanks. You're welcome.